Are you a friend or a co-host? I'm a big fuck you right now. Because <laughs> I was going to say something nice and you just ruined it for yourself. Go for it. Too late. That's it? Too late. I was going to say something really nice to you and you will never hear it. Co-host. <laughs> What were you going to say? I'm not going to say it. Can I? Okay. You Boop, don't I deserve it. it. I turned it off. <laughs> I turned it you off. You don't deserve my niceness. Don't be nice to me. Be nice to the audience. <sighs> Fine. I was going to say, thanks for making asking for help easy. Habibi. Thank you for making asking Go for help yourself. easy. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Marilyn. And I'm Rhea. And you're listening to Who Run the World, a podcast where two Arab women best friends come together to talk about what's on their mind and the mind of their peers today. And today, Razi, we're covering a tough topic. You did great. You didn't need any help for that. I rarely need any help. Oh, just kidding. Razi, today we're talking about asking for help. Why is that a topic that is so important to us? For me, it's been something that I've struggled with a lot throughout my life. And it's been so liberating tackling that and overcoming that. Um, why do you think it's important to talk about this? I think we come from a culture where even though it's a very helpful culture and people will jump in to support one another, it's not an isolating culture. It's a very kind of family-centric and community-centric culture. You kind of are brought up to wait for help you never ask for it yeah, it's almost you expect it don't ask for it wait for it yeah and so what happens with that if people don't pick up on your signals if your need for help is not external and visible you end up never receiving the help that you need uh, because you're too proud to ask let's break down the different types of help because there's different types of help you do one i'll do one so for example inspired by what you just said You can tell externally that the person needs help. For example, they've lost someone, they've lost their job, they lost their boyfriend or girlfriend, they're sick. Mm -hmm. So I think those are the things that from the outside, it invites people to help and be there for the person. So that's one type of help. I think the other kind of help is maybe, and I've been experiencing that more often with you know Gabby being around, is practical help. It's like day-to-day -day stuff. You have a lot on your plate. You just want someone to take something off of your plate. You're not suffering, but you're maybe a bit overwhelmed and a lot is happening and someone jumping in to help with something maybe even that appears menial to them would be very useful to you. Another one is, I don't know if it's help, but it's like emotional support help in the sense that you're moving houses. You can do it on your own most probably, right? You can pack the boxes If you can afford to, you can maybe hire someone to help. But someone can come and just hang out while you're moving. It's errand help. So it's they're not getting their hands dirty, but they're with you while you do it. I think there's the help you don't ask for and don't want, mm. which is, you know, when your friends see that something is not where it should be or as it should be in your life and you're in denial, you don't want to be helped, but help is needed. Would we call that tough love help? Potentially, kind of? yeah. Or maybe a subcategory yeah. of that is tough love help. Yeah. Like people coming to your help when you are pushing them away. I'm trying to think if there's anyone that we missed. Um, yeah, I think that there's the help processing something. Thinking about it, uh, feeling it, 
accepting the state that you're in just help in feeling i really like that help it's like um your thinking buddy help kind of person and sometimes it's your being buddy it's like help through existing side by side and there's no action needed but presence is helpful i think you could also say there's help thinking through tangible decisions oh yeah decision making help i also think there's quiet help you know your friend is going through a tough time and you call up another friend and say hey i know that x person is going through a tough time i think we should all be there for them the rallying help but also the help where you do stuff with the for the other person without it's having to be loud you know that they're not watering their plants so you go water their plants for them do you like watering people's plants ria way to turn this <laughs> <laughs> that was not helpful so many jokes with this by the way we can go old like i think we've both grown up finding it hard to ask for help well i would like for you to start for once because i actually don't know this so this is going to be fresh content on the mic what is your relationship to help i mean there's my perception i, mean, I do now yeah i and i ask for help now and i and i accept it you know very willingly but i didn't grow up like that i grew up very proud like being told that i i needed to be independent that i needed to kind of stand up for myself and be my own person asking for help or accepting it was almost being imperfect or you know not being strong enough not being up to expectations i also think you know because i grew up in a like a difficult family background a lot of the help i needed would have involved disclosing confidential family information and so asking for help came with also a layer of telling a story that was hard to tell and so crossing that barrier was really hard and it was just easier not to and so how would that translate day to day how would that look like it would just feel like sometimes you know i i really needed something from a friend or a group of friends i needed presence i needed comfort i needed attention and because i didn't ask for it and they didn't know any better obviously to give it to me i felt resentful i felt alone i felt not taken care of i mean to this day i like the superwoman complex lives with me i i'm much better than i used to be but because anyone who knows me from back then for whatever reason still sees me as like the person who doesn't need anybody else there's a lot of people in my life who continue to treat me as a superwoman even at times where i'm not and i get so triggered by it to this day i talk about it with my coach at least once a year at least once a year where someone does something where i feel like okay i understand that i wasn't maybe screaming for help but you really dumped me there you know you know what that made me think of because we just listed the different types of helps to give mm-hmm. and i guess through this episode we will also be talking about the different ways to ask for help and how the asking and the need for help presents itself in different ways with different people mm-hmm. and that it doesn't always have to look the same for everyone that's another one that i always say about myself which is my variation around my baseline from pure ecstatic joy to deep sadness on the outside is not that big like the the volatility of my emotions and how it's visible to the outside world is very stable and so if you don't pay attention to the fact that my ecstatic and my sad doesn't look like the ecstatic or sad of most people you won't even notice that i need help because i'll look the same to you and therefore you're asking for help will be like oh she doesn't need help like she's, she's fine. fine she's doesn't... not like you know it's like those people who go to the emergency room and they're in a lot of pain but they behave 
therefore they don't get triaged in and sometimes like the ones that do are maybe on an absolute scale they're better but they sound worse right and so for me I'm that person I'm the person who's going to be sitting in the ER room for 16 hours because I'm not going to complain but in those moments you still do ask for help right I do over the years what I've learned to do is to vocalize it so I've learned to like not keep it to myself and pray to God that somebody notices me and does something that I need that I didn't tell them I needed so now I say I need help with this I'm feeling this way etc etc but still I don't cry when I'm saying it. I'm not dramatic. I'm not angry. I'm composed. Sometimes people just miss it. Even if I literally voiced it out. Shit, man. I know. And what made you, if we go back, go from, no, I'm not going to ask anyone. What, what made you cross that bridge? Was there a moment? Was I think there were moments where it just, it hurt too much. And it was like, why is this happening to me? And then you reflect and you're like, well, these people, they're nice people. I love them. They're my friends. They're good to me. It's not like they're out there to hurt me. What's missing in this equation? And I think you also sometimes notice that you didn't provide help to someone because they didn't ask for it. And when you reflect on that and you're like, but I didn't know. And you're like, oh, well, actually... Everybody else didn't know when I needed it because I didn't say it either. Especially when you go into romantic relationships and, you know, we did an episode about friendship breakups, but obviously you go through a lot more breakups in your romantic relationships, oftentimes because the other person didn't give you what you needed. But you notice that actually it was quite unfair because you never asked for it. And your romantic relationships that are like not that important, and especially when you're young, like whatever, they teach you that lesson that you can then apply to your friendships of like, well, Actually, this probably happens in every form of relationship. So I'm going to learn from this stupid breakup with a boy that I shouldn't do this with my friends. Yeah, and you apply it to the other relationships in your life. Friends, siblings, parents. This is it. How are your needs going to be met if people don't know what your needs are? Has it become easier to ask? So interestingly, I was going to say that it's become easier because my social circle is somehow narrower with age. Like when you're young, you have so many friends from so many different places that not everybody has that strength of love for you it's normal it's just like distribution but when you get older you really end up just surrounding yourself with the people that really strongly feel about you and you feel about them and it becomes easier because you have deep faith in their love for you right you don't have doubts about like can I trust this person if I ask them for help what is that going to say about me how are they going to take it will they treat me differently so all of these stupid questions they quiet down in some ways it becomes a lot easier to ask for help because there's no shame anymore yeah. or no fear of getting hurt or also trusting the other person that even if they cannot help you in that very instant that they will show up at some point to help and if they can't at that moment also knowing that their intentions are good and they just couldn't help you at that time Rhea why did you find it hard to ask for help it's interesting because I think it's similar to you when I was younger and I think maybe it's a Lebanese woman thing I don't know but there's also this pride and joy of oh wow look Rhea did that all on her own mm. right so I remember I started studying on my own at a very young age it was like a fun story that my family would say like oh Rhea didn't need anyone to help her with her homework mm. from like the proud. age of eight exactly. and that sent you the message that the least help you needed the prouder they would be exactly or the more self-sufficient you were the better off you were you know and in some ways like that's But it's a good skill to have. And you know, like having become a parent myself now, I also understand why parents do this. Like you saw me this weekend with Gabby trying to teach her to fucking crawl. In order to do that, I had to let her figure it out. On her own. 
Right. And and that was a moment of pride when she did. You know what my gut wants is to just carry her around for the rest of her life. What my heart wants. But my mind says that would be bad parenting. And so there's an aspect of like teaching your kids to be independent, which is definitely inhibiting emotionally, but feels like it's your duty. I'm very, very grateful for my parents because I'm able to do a lot of the shit because they pushed me, they taught me how to be independent and to get things done. But at the same time, there's also this other narrative of if you ask for help, you become a burden onto others. Or like that's my my own thing was, okay, I need to be self-sufficient. There's a lot of pride in that, number one. Number two, if I ask, then that means that I'm going to be bothering someone with my shit and like, why am I going to bother someone with my shit? And then the third one, which I think might be a bit similar to your thing, I discovered this with time because before I was like, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be this. But I realized what actually it is, is that I am terrified or used to be now I'm less. Mm -hmm. I used to be terrified of asking someone for help and them not being able to help me. Why? Because I think I would feel very disappointed and being like, oh no, you idiot, why did you ask for help? They clearly didn't want to help you. They clearly don't love you. Because your inner voice jumps in? Yes. And tells you that? Tells you that you need to do things on your own because asking for other people is like you're making yourself vulnerable and you're making yourself open for quote-unquote attack. And so why did you even do that? And see, I told you no one loved you. (gasps) Damn. Dramatic. So my voice says... (laughs) I told you everyone thinks you're unbreakable and your voice says, I told you no one loves you. And I think they come from basic childhood trauma. Because my unbreakable thing is my family put me through very adult things when I was very young and as if I was unbreakable. And so I live with that burden for the rest of my life. And for you, because I love saying this, you're a middle child. Because the thing is with middle child, you're rewarded for being the quiet one and for being not noticed. But then you see everyone else is being noticed for being a bit louder than you. And you're like, wait a minute, I'm not being loud. Does that mean that people don't love me? This is it. But Rhea, share with us a moment where you did receive help that sticks out for you. Something that I noticed is that people who love you want to help you. Actually, interestingly, what you realize when you get older is that Allowing other people to help you is a form of you loving them. At some point, I kind of held a mirror up to my face and I said to myself, I'm like, you, Rhea, love it when someone asks you for help. Exactly. You fucking love it because you feel so privileged and honored to be that person. And we can also talk, there's a whole chapter about like, how you ask someone if they need help as well and how that sometimes can be like a little bit, you do it for your own um, selfish reasons of feeling good about yourself as well. Mm -hmm. But there is like whenever a really good friend of mine or my family or my brothers or my parents would ask me for help, I would feel feel really good about myself. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so honored they asked me to do this. This is awesome. And so I was like, I haven't given that privilege to a lot of people in my life. And there's so many people that I love. Also, it creates an imbalance that, I get to be there for others, but they don't get to be there for me. I remember when I started asking for help, a bunch of people were like, yes, finally. Yeah, they were you give so us a chance. Happy. So happy. But you asked me when is some sometime where I asked and someone gave. A lot of people have jumped in the tough love type of help. I received that a plenty of times by I'm someone. I'm looking at you, Marilyn. <laughs> One time that I actually asked for help. And I'm asking more. Even I asked you a few I am very for proud help, of you. By the way. You definitely have. For me and others. Yeah. I see it. 
So uh, I'll, I'll tell two stories because they happened the same weekend. It was the best weekend. So I don't wear makeup and I really want to learn how to wear makeup. I don't know what makeup to wear. And uh, I have a really good friend. Her name is Noor Jordi, who is a loyal listener to this podcast. Hey, Noor. And I asked her, I was like, can you come and do a makeup audit? And then we like figure out what kind of makeup I need. And then the next step was we'll go to Sephora. And also I have my closet. Like, I don't know what to wear. And can you give me a framework? And so she came over look through the makeup, gave me advice. Now every morning I send her my outfit. She gives me thumbs up, thumbs down. Then she sends me her outfit. So it was really nice there because like she showed up so effortlessly and with so much love that it really felt really good. Yeah, I remember you feeling so good about it. It was, that. yeah, even every time I send her a picture, I feel like, thanks love. Noor. Like that's amazing. Like it's so nice. And to feel also so safe in a topic where I feel so vulnerable in. So makes me feel really happy. Another one, which is maybe more tactical, May, mm -hmm. I remember I needed to read the poems and I needed to go to a studio mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go by myself. And I felt so nervous asking May. And so I was like, can you come with me? And then lunch is on me. And then this is on. And she's like, can you stop? Like, I would love to come with you. You don't need to buy me lunch. I would love to have lunch with you after because I want to hang out, but it doesn't have to be this much. So there's also this overcompensating, mm. which also makes the help kind of shitty it's like the tupperware thing yes you know like how the lebanese yeah. if you give them a tupperware full of food they have to return it full of food exactly and you're like it is unnecessary exactly. and you just canceled my gesture um and then another it's a tough love help but i will say it um so now every wednesday we record who run the world from my house and i've been avoiding <laughs> cooking for the past for your whole life 32 years and so my dear friend Marilyn said that I will only show up to recordings if there is a warm <laughs> meal on the table. And it might look to the outside that Marilyn wants home-cooked meals cooked by me for her, which is true. She does want that. I mean, who would For sure. But I also know that it's also for me to have the habit of cooking for even for me when I'm alone. Can we also mention home. that you're like a world-class chef? I really am not. <laughs> like I'm a good... I, Every single dish you've made was really good so far so that was uh, also uh, another source of help your turn crazy the most recent installment of great help came from you hadi had to go to lebanon it was me and maria and bebe which should be enough to adults one kid but as you know and as you knew i don't usually do the morning shifts neither does maria because hadi does and you without like flinching even though you had cooked for us on friday night and had to like pack your house and whatevs you came over and you slept over two nights in a row on the weekend sacrificing your grasse matinee so that you could wake up at the beautiful hour of 5 30 a.m and take over my job hang out with bebe and also give you some a couple more hours of sleep this is it it wasn't even a question you're like so i'm coming it wasn't like would you like me to to which i would said like no i'm okay don't you worry enjoy your weekend you were just like, no, it's actually happening. I think my mother was with Bibi. It's like, I know that I can just go and like dump my child and she will handle it. And that's just like, that's also such a pure form of help because it's help without words. And it's so beautiful. All the help I need is around my child these days. <laughs> but yeah, I think also like one form of help that a friend of ours, Dunya, provides is that she helps by holding you up to the standards that you should expect from others in the sense that she reminds you of what you deserve mm. and is that voice in your head that's like 
this isn't good enough for you, my friend. And that voice sticks around. And so it's a, it's a form of help that is really beautiful because it allows you to stand up for yourself. Never thought about it that way. So Rhea, what's your tip for people who are where you used to be a few years ago, where I used to be a few years ago? It's something that helped both of us overcome our fear of asking for help was fundamentally understanding why we were not being able to ask for help. Oh, so you mean like unpacking your triggers? Yes. Remove the details of both of our stories. Both of us, it sounds like, didn't ask for help because we didn't want to feel like by asking for help, we were going to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Different details, different reasoning, different triggers, different all of that. So once you understand why it is it's difficult for you to ask for help, then you can catch yourself. Second, ask help for the first time from when you know it's a guaranteed yes. Oh, you mean so that what makes it easier is to quote unquote dry run with people who you know they're going to say yes. They're not going to come back and say like, I did this for you and now you have to do this for me. They're just going to make it feel natural and just make it work. And also understanding who to ask what from. And maybe this is asking for a lot of work, but also knowing and being empathetic that maybe the person who you normally ask for help with this one thing is unable to give that to you at this very moment. And it's not because they don't love you. It's not because they don't want to. It's because right now their fuel is depleted and they can't do that right now, you know? For me, it's what always helps because I, I like to think I'm in someone with integrity and I do with others what I expect of myself and so on. And so what really helped is to catch myself when I wasn't giving help, when I wasn't being the best version of a friend that I could be, and to realize that I'm not an asshole. I want to help people. I love them. And when I don't, the reason is has nothing to do with them. The reason is me. I'm depleted, as you said, or I needed to prioritize somebody else or myself or whatever it was, right? You have 24 hours in a day. Maybe today you can't help. The other day, someone asked me for help, and I was like, listen, I cannot do it this week. Next week, I'm all yours. So when you catch yourself not helping somebody else and you realize that it is not because you don't love them, it is not because you think they're mm, worthless. I see what you mean. Maybe because you need to prioritize somebody or else or yourself. Maybe because you'd rather watch Bridgerton. <laughs> and that it says nothing about how much you love them or how worthy they are or how you feel about them. It says a lot about you. And so if you catch yourself doing that, The next time you don't receive help that you would have wanted to, you can remember it's usually not about you. Also, let's say you really expected help from someone and someone sometimes someone fucked up and they didn't show up. You can say like, hey, I really needed your help yeah. in that. And that's okay because I also think there's a lot of shame, at least for me, if that if I needed help from someone and they didn't, and they didn't give it to me, I say nothing and I just like sweep it under the rug. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe I, was, I could have said, Hey, listen, I really needed you at that time to be there. I think that's great advice too. That's advice I'm giving to my future self. <laughs> I, still I shall remind I you. I still haven't done that yet. Uh-oh. Anything to unpack on the air? So I'm going to call out some people. <laughs> <laughs> Your hate list. Your shit my list. My shit list. I gave my yay list. I'm going to give out my shit list. Oh, no. I think when you tell people and you show people how you can help them, it's easier for them to then be like, hey, can I take you up yeah, on that as offer? As opposed to, how can I help you? And, and also as opposed to like, let's say you have trouble asking for help and I come to you, I'm like, hey, listen, I know you're going through a tough time. I will either come cook for you or I will come do your laundry. 
right? Or whatever. Or I will, let's go to Falamenke or let's go here. And you're like, no, no, I'm fine today. On Thursday, let's say you are not feeling great. You know that, okay, Rhea offered help. So I can ask her for help because she She offered it. So it's like, so maybe also starting there and seeing the people who've already put stuff for you on the table that maybe go there first. You mean go to nice people when you need help? Yeah. (laughs) We haven't done a Hallmark moment in a long time, but here's a card. If you need help, ask nice people. Also, if someone you love is unable to help you, it's not about you. It's about them. Ask them if they need help. In fact, you'd be surprised. And with that, Razi, kind of help do you, do we want to ask our audience for today? It's very simple. Help. Listen, we love doing this podcast. We really do. It's a lot of fun. We get to talk about a whole bunch of things. We have a lot of plans for you. Stay tuned. TikTok, guests, all type of stuff. But in order for us to keep on keeping on, what do we need, Rhea? We need more people to listen. We need more people to listen. And there's very simple ways for people to discover this podcast. Number one, the algorithms on multiple platforms will up service podcasts that were rated five stars and that have comments and reviews on certain platforms. I'm looking at you, Apple. So if you can do that, wherever you are right now, just like take a minute, stop right now. Listen to my voice. Before you go. Before you go, press that follow button. If you're on Spotify, press the little bell that's next to our title because then you'll get notifications every time there's a new episode. Number two, tell your friends about us. Send us links. Do you know someone who has been struggling to ask for help? Do you know someone who, similarly to us, has just overcome this big trigger and has been able to ask for help and would relate to us? Please send them this link or any other link. We have all types of episodes. So that's the second way you can help us. And the third way you can help us is, you know, if there's any ideas of things you would like us to talk about, would you like to be on the podcast and you have a story you want to share, why don't you write to us on sayhi at whoroundtheworldpodcast.com. And last, I said last last time, but this was not the last. I got you. It's not April Fool. It's very steep jobs of you. One last thing before I go. One last thing before I go. Follow us on different social media platforms. Um, Different? Yeah. Different, different? Different, different. So we're on Instagram at Who Around the World Pod and we're going to be on TikTok, but we don't have a TikTok yet. Coming. So it's either at Who Around the World Podcast or <laughs> at Who Around the World or at Who Around the World Pod. <laughs> Just look for us on TikTok if you listen to the, us in the future. 